Well, good morning and welcome, my Health Masters family, to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having a fantastic day today. Hope you guys enjoyed yesterday's show. Myself, Doug, and Ted, we had a great show together, went into detail on what is going on with the shots what is going on with the graphene oxide, and a whole host of other topics. So I encourage you, if you didn't listen to yesterday's show, be sure to check it out. And I saw an article this morning, and it's it's almost comical, but it's not comical at all. It just made me chuckle when I saw it because we knew this was going to be the next phase, and it was from the Daily Mail. And the, this is the title. I'm just going to read you the title, then I'm going to read you part of the story. The title is, can long COVID be cured by a monthly dose of the vaccine? A major British trial is about to find out. In a world first, British scientists are setting to explore giving COVID patients monthly doses of the COVID vaccine. Funding, of course, is being offered by several of the major vaccine manufacturers. And if the pilot is successful, the scientists involved have been told they can recruit thousands of more patients for a more in-depth study. The manufacturers are funding the study, and they said they saw a dramatic improvement within days of people getting the jab. Of course, of course they said that. <laughs> they said, but it only lasted for about a month after the first dose. And then symptoms of COVID seemed to appear again. So the scientists believe roughly one in 10 people catch COVID, suffer prolonged symptoms, including shortness of breath, muscle aches, and problems with thinking and concentration. They said the jab costs only about 15 pounds and the trial will be the first time in the world a vaccine, they call it a vaccine, it's not vaccine, it's gene therapy, a vaccine will be used for any purpose other than protecting people against the virus itself. They said at a time when vaccines are in short supply, it's expected to raise ethical questions. But Dr. Strain said it's clear the vaccines being used will not be taken out of supply chain. Instead, manufacturers will offer even more out of their stash of outdated jabs. Right now, all the manufacturers are now designing their second-generation shot designed to combat the Delta variant. They said once these new vaccines have been created, there will be no need for the original vaccines. You guys, I, I couldn't even make this up if I was in a James Bond story. I'm not even joking. I couldn't come up with this. I could not come up with better theater than this. They're literally telling people now, hey, how about we inject you every single month? Because, hey, it's for your health, right? It's, it's to boost your immune system. These vaccine manufacturers have been so encompassed with greed and avarice and the desire to completely change people's bodies and DNA. They are literally coming out with this manner of propaganda. And the sad part about it is, my friends, a lot of people are going to continue to go on with this. I was talking to Steve earlier, and we were going back and forth about what, you know, we had talked about this last year. And, you know, I brought this up last summer. I talked about the mask. I said, once these masks continue to perpetuate the American culture, I said, the, once they get the shots in place, then the mask will suddenly reduce. You don't have to wear one anymore if you get the shot. And I said, and then the shot will turn into the next shot because there's two shots. And they'll turn into a booster shot. And I said, pretty soon, they're going to start telling people you got to get a shot all the time. And I didn't even expect this level, 
this level of rhetoric to come out this early, but it's here right on the Daily Mail. And so, again, this is what we're starting to see. And there's a term that somebody told me the other day. They called them the new normals, the new normals referring to a group of individuals. And he said, here's the problem, Austin. He said the new normals now have been so brain trained and so essentially mind controlled. He said they're going to take anything. They're going to accept anything. They're going to absorb anything. They're going to be injected with anything. They are not going to say no. It doesn't matter. If you come up with a jug of Drano cleaner and you say, listen, this Drano cleaner is going to kill COVID now. Let me shoot it in your arm. They're literally going to roll up their sleeves and say, oh, okay, it's for my protection. And he said, once you start dealing with a society that goes down this manner of essentially just complete and total brain control, he said, they're lost. They're the new normals. It doesn't matter facts. It doesn't matter research. It doesn't matter science. It doesn't matter what you throw in front of them. They will not listen because they are in an altered state. Their mind no longer functions like a normal human being. They are not in a state of reality any further. They are living in a surreal new normal. And I thought about it. I said, man, I said, you're right. I said, this is why I've had such a hard time waking certain people up. They, they will not see it. And he said, that's why it's so important. We do the best we can with the people that we have and individuals that are still mildly awake, even if they need a little bit more truth to wake them up. He said, but don't waste your time on a lot of these new normals. He said, because you will not open their eyes. They have been blinded by the darkness, and they have chosen to stay in the dark. And I thought, how interesting. But I just want to bring that up this morning, all the stuff we talked about yesterday. And now in the UK, they are now starting a monthly jab of the COVID in a research trial to see if it'll reduce symptoms of COVID long, apparently. That's a, that's a new term, by the way, if you guys haven't heard that. It's called long COVID. It's people that allegedly have caught COVID, and they're still having symptoms from COVID. And what this is, this is a continued infl inflammatory response. This isn't the virus still floating around their system a year later. This is a horrific inflammatory response, because this is real. I've talked to some people about this. And what it is, the body does not have sufficient amount of D3 in most cases from the research that I've looked at. People are very deficient in vitamin C, very deficient in vitamin D, and also, too, their bodies have a toxicity issue. They're still going out and they're eating Taco Bell. They're going out and they're eating McDonald's. They're going out and they're eating high fructose corn syrup. And the problem with it is with the body's natural detox trying to get the virus out of its system – it cannot do so because the body has become so toxic from all the food that's pumped into it, and that is a problem. That's why I've encouraged people, continue to get your diet in check. Continue to get the right supplements in your system, and if you need to, if you're trying to do a good detox, get off the toxic food first off. You just got to cut that out and do a GHI cleanse detox for a day, two days, three days, however long you feel you need to do it. Straight up GHI cleanse in water multiple times a day, three to four to five shakes a day, depending on your caloric needs. And that will reduce inflammation significantly in the body. But I just want to kind of start off with that, Dad. But what do you what do you think? You, I know you're not surprised either. Now they're wanting to do a monthly COVID jab in the UK. What do you think about this? <laughs> well, I told you guys that's what they're going to do. We, we already told you that. They have to do that. The gene therapy doesn't stick over a long period of time because the body's DNA is too resilient. That's what we talked about yesterday. They inject these brand new young children with hepatitis vaccines. I mean, they come right out of the womb 
And the only reason they do is because they wanted us to believe that every single woman who's pregnant is an IV drug user prostitute and that the child may have a potential of having hepatitis, but it won't even work if you give a shot to a child before the age of 18 months because it can't produce antibodies. So all it is is gene therapy. They probably have more fetal cells than hepatitis shots, and they're continually trying to change our DNA. For some reason, the controllers of this planet, the Luciferians, the fallen angels, whatever you want to call them, at this point, what difference does it make? Reptilian aliens, pick a name, who cares? Uh, you know, whatever, it doesn't make any difference. You know, fallen ones, pick a name. Uh, they like to experiment on us. They really like to do gene therapy. I mean, this is what they did in Genesis chapter six. They like to make us a Petri dish. <laughs> you, have to, you have to laugh. They like to make us a Petri dish because they're trying to change our image because when they see us, listen to me, in our state we're supposed to be in they see god because we're in his image they see jesus and they hate god they hate jesus they have an atavistic hatred towards the great i am because he kicked them out of heaven i mean he put the boot to them <laughs> so these guys have got to go we're done had enough it's like having a rebellious teenager in your house who turns 18 you're counting the days until they turn 18 so you can put the boot in the butt and tell them to get out and figure it out on their own you're done you're not listening to any more disrespect god had enough of it Put the boot to the angels. About a third of them got booted out of heaven. And they're still, quite frankly, they're ticked off about that. And because of that, they're so angry at God. And they're jealous that, you know, we're in his image. So not only do they hate us, they want to be us and they hate God. So they do everything they can to destroy what he made to destroy the image of God because that's their goal. That's their whole motive in life is to destroy God. And if you understand that, well, now you understand why they want to do gene therapy every 30 days in, in England. They want to change the people in England to make them something else. Not only do they want to kill them with the COVID spike proteins, they want to change them so they're not going to be human anymore. So their DNA will be altered. So I guess they're still working on that back from Genesis chapter 6 and creating everything evil all of the time. Remember, they're still breeding with people in these – Entities, these people who, who claim to be the benign D Elohim or the benign D Nephilim or whatever they want to call themselves this week, the sons of Lucifer, they're still having sex with women on this planet and still having babies and contaminating the gene pool. This didn't stop. It says right in Genesis chapter 6, they were there before and after the flood. Not a lot of you guys are going, all right, this show's gone Looney Tunes a day. No, it hasn't. They're injecting people every single month now with the doggone DNA alteration shot in England as a test, and they're going to have stunning results. They're going to say, oh, this is great. No more COVID. We're going to implement this and run this out broad and wide. Yeah. England has been owned and controlled by the Rothschilds banking empire since the days of the Napoleonic Wars, when basically <laughs> England beat France in the Napoleonic Wars, and they had told everybody that France had beaten England, and the entire stock market crashed, and the Rothschild banking cartel came in and bought everything up for pennies on the dollar and then controlled England with the money supply. This is, you know, what was going on. All of this was going on about the same time as our revolution in the United States. So the, the England's done. All right. Australia's done. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, guys. I know a lot of you listen in Australia, but you just got to pray. You got to stand your ground the best you can because they have gone full draconian in Australia. We're getting, we're getting letters in Texas and Instagrams on ST Brower from all over the world, Italy, Greece, Ukraine, 
Paris, everywhere, telling us, pray for us, pray for us, pray for us. You guys are the last chance the world has is the United States of America. And guys, it's true, isn't it? You know, we've been given a great gift here. We were. We were given a gift. And because you've been given a great gift, what have we done with the gift? Have we proclaimed it from the rooftops? Have we told everybody how important the gift is? Have we gone into detail as far as why you should basically be appreciative of the gift that God gave you? Or have we ignored the gift? And I hate to say this. We've pretty much, you know, (laughs) ignored the gift. We've pretty much done whatever we needed to do to destroy the country by not being involved in what's happening everywhere in the United States. And this is the problem that we have found ourselves in now. I mean, look at what's happening right now in the United States. I mean, look at what's happened to Christianity. Look at what has happened to the United States of America. I mean, we're turning into a Marxist country right before our eyes. You know, this is this is crazy. Back in about about 20 years ago, you know, we had like 90, 95 percent of the population in America believed in God. and were primarily Christians. This is 20 years ago. This is back when. The idiot George W. was in the office, the dumb one. And now in 2019, it's Pew Research Center says that only 30, 20, 35, 65% of Americans are now describing themselves as Christian. That's going from 90% to 65, 25% drop in just 20 years. Now think about that for a second. And this Marxist atheism and this acceptance of everything that's abnormal and perverse has become the new gospel with this hatred towards traditional values. The mainstream media, schools, universities, popular groups like Black Lives Matter have set tone for this new phenomenon. We have Marxist America, the new Soviet Union that fell and crushed itself the other day. Funny story. We had Austin's birthday dinner, and we went to a restaurant over in Lakeland. And there was a dog, a mother and a daughter it looked like, sitting out at the restaurant having lunch on the sidewalk at a table. And the dog is dressed in a party outfit. Now, I'm not, guys, I can't make this up. The dog had a little hat on, had a little party vest on. And the dog is a male dog, and he's completely dressed in pastels. I mean, he looks like a little queer dog. And I said to them, I said, oh, you've got a male dog, and he's dressed in pastels. And they said, oh, yeah. And the mother, the mother goes, the mother goes. By the way, we couldn't find any, you know, blue outfits for him. We could only find these part, this, power, this party outfit for him, and so that's why we dressed him this way. And then the girl goes, but there's nothing wrong with him being dressed in pastels if he was gay. And I looked at her, and I said, well, if I guess if he goes that way, that's his choice, I guess. And I started – I almost said something to her, and she gave me that look, that look of I'm going to kill you if you speak. We're going to have a giant fight. She's about 18, 19, 20 years old. We're going to have a giant fight right here on the sidewalk. We're going to have a screaming, shouting match. And Austin's standing there with me. We both started chuckling because she was, I mean, she was bristled up tighter than a tick on a hound dog. Oh, yeah. And I looked at her and I thought, hmm, this reminds me of why I don't want to be involved with the youth of today as far as an argument because they have no idea of what they're talking about because they've been brainwashed. I remember five years ago, four years ago when I was in Greece. And I just flown back either from the island of Mykonos or from the island of Santorini. Can't remember which one. And I was flying back into Athens. I started talking to this girl on the plane about Donald Trump. He had just won the election. 
And she goes, Trump's a Nazi. He's a Nazi. I said, why is Trump a Nazi? He's a Nazi. He's a fascist. And I said, why? And she starts screaming, just like, like I was supposed to know. I said, well, can you tell me why you feel this way? Why you believe this way? Why you think this way? Because remember back then I was still a big supporter of Donald Trump. And she goes, just insane screaming. And her mom looks at me and kind of just shook her head. And I said, I'm just asking you why you think he's a fascist. Give me a reason. Couldn't give me a reason. Not, not, not a bunch of reasons. Couldn't give me one reason. See, and this is why we are. Let me ask you why you think it's okay for people to be gay. Yeah, there was that question I was about to ask, wasn't it? To her, to that girl at the restaurant. And I thought, why am I going to do this? Why am I going to get a big argument going outside here? Because obviously she's been brainwashed in a theta brainwave state, which is exactly their intent. Because remember, she's 18 years old. She was raised under Obama, wasn't she? Boys and girls in the same bathroom together. Obama was queer. Everybody knows that. I mean, my gosh. I mean, James, Joan Rivers said that and told everybody he was gay and that Michelle was a man named Mike or whatever his name is or Michael and that he was basically – she was a tranny. Yeah, Joan Rivers was dead right after she said that. Watch it on YouTube. I'm not making it up in case you guys are tuning into the show. So all of a sudden, we're, we've got a girl here who's 18 years old who was raised under a bunch of weird people in the White House, and so the culture has gone to pod. Obama says, we're not a Christian nation. He, he tried to do everything he could to stop that, didn't he? See, and then what the people are who are running the planet are the ones who are under the all-seeing eye, under, under all of this filth they're trying to teach us. You know, Dmitry Orloff, he recently stated, the United States is walking along the path of the Soviet Union. Orloff made the point 16 years ago when returning to the United States after watching the collapse of the atheist communist USSR. There are ominous rumblings on the horizon for the U.S. The collapse of the United States seems about as unlikely now as the collapse of the Soviet Union seemed in 85, but it's still collapsed. He then adds, since then I focused on what I saw as the main cause of the collapse of both the Soviet and in the American case, exorbitant debt problems in the energy sector. Now, this is all Rothschild control. That's the debt. That's the energy sector. And the unreformable political systems, again, 60 dual citizens in Congress, mired in corruption. The elites are delusional in their feelings of omnipotence. They believe they can go out with Jeffrey Epstein, who's a Mossad agent, and rape little children, and there's nothing to be done to them. Nothing. And Hillary Clinton was just as bad, and so was Bill Clinton. And guess what? Nothing got done to them. Because they were controlled and being controlled and managed by the deep state, which is the international banking cartel, which controls so many groups of people in this country. Remember, Russia left its traditional historical orthodox values, and they implemented modern state atheism in a communist Marxist system controlled by a small, ruthless elite who came to power through a bloody coup d'etat, and traditional values were brutally scrapped. A particularly interesting trait is that the people who were hailed in speeches, but in reality, their role was to strictly obey the totalitarian communist ruler, kind of like Nancy Pelosi, isn't it? And Joe Biden to control, get on his knees for foreign people and grovel. Yeah. With remarkably little personal freedom, free speech was non-existence in, in Russia. Whoever protested, protested, lost their jobs, their standing in society and were sent to the gulag concentration camps and or killed. 
Solzhenitsyn described the Soviet experience this way. Men have forgotten God, and that's why it all happened. Yet still, remarkably enough, just a few years after the communist Soviet Union collapsed, America still chooses to walk down the same path because they're controlled by the same people that controlled communist Russia that destroyed everything. Even when knowing that their totalitarian Soviet experience ended, the big tech billionaires with friends who basically Rothschild-controlled BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard steer the wheel, still push for Sovietism. Why? Because they're following their master, Lucifer, also known as Slash Einsoff, also known as Slash Quetzalcoatl, Baal, Moloch, Asherah. All these different entities are the same individual entity. That's who they're following. And that who control that is who controls the United States of America right now. And until we shake the shackles loose of the dual citizens running Congress and the Federal Reserve Bank in the United States controlling our debt through the printing of money and issuing of usury and interest, we're never gonna be free from this. Doesn't make any difference. That's why we as Christians have to stand and go. I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me, for this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it, because I know that I am in covenant with the Most High God. I have a blood covenant with the great I am through Jesus Christ. Because of that, I'm protected, and I'm saved, and I will never see death. Though my physical body may pass away, I will never die because I will live eternally with God Almighty. From this point forward, when you accept Christ, you don't die. The physical body will pass away, then you'll have a celebration as you move on to the next level. That's all this is as a Christian, is moving on. And we're not of this world, because the world's controlled by the evil one. I had an article I read this morning, and they were talking about the Nazi youth and how bad they were, how they were turning in their parents and turning in their family members to the state. And I'm here to tell you, that didn't happen. Whoa, did I just defend the Nazis? No, I'm not defending any Nazis. But my mom was there. It didn't happen. It didn't happen that way. The groups of youth were kind of like the Boy Scouts in, in Germany. And they were, a, they were taught and trained nationalism to support Germany, to support the constitution of Germany, support the values of Germany. Women were taught specific roles. Men were taught specific roles. It was all based on God and supporting the country and being nationalistic. That was the youth. Now you say, well, they said they were bad, they were, that, the, that the Hitler youth was bad. No, they weren't. They were good people being trained to be fiercely nationalistic, to literally go into the trenches at the age of 12 when Germany's and Berlin was falling and fight to the death at the age of 12. See, the Boy Scouts of America – had very similar values as far as God and country in the United States, didn't they? Before the gays infiltrated the Boy Scouts of America, started sodomizing all the youth. 85,000 children are now filing lawsuits against the Boy Scouts who were basically sexually assaulted in the Boy Scouts. Who did this? Who pushed the sodomization of the Boy Scouts? Oh, that would be the same group of people that brought down, yeah, Germany and brought down the United States because they don't want nationalism because the Frankfurt School taught them that it was bad. There's nothing wrong with the Boy Scouts of America. There's nothing wrong with teaching children nationalism. There's nothing wrong with teaching people to pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. That's how this country was made strong. But you can't have children doing that. Now, I've got, I know a lot of you are saying, did he just say the Boy Scouts of America was equivalent to the Nazi youth? No, I didn't say that. 
but there were similarities. There were similarities with not with the, with the nationalism and these the people in Germany at, during World War II. They weren't taught to snitch out their parents. My mom was there, for heaven's sakes, talking like secondhand information directly from my mother and my grandfather who was there. She saw the bombing. She saw all of this stuff. My grandfather used to talk about the B-17s flying over, blacking the whole sky out because they were going over Hanover to bomb Berlin and to bomb Bremerhaven and all the big shipping ports, Hamburg. They saw them. They stood underneath and watched the planes fly over. They had to put blankets on their windows at night to stop the light from coming through because the people would get a sight picture on the bombs if they hadn't dropped them all over the major cities and dropped them on homes just to kill the residents. My parents went through that. My mom did. My grandfather did. So don't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about with this. That's why I tell you guys to read the bad war. And that's the biggest thing that I can't stand. Hitler did a lot of crappy stuff. He also did some stuff good. Not, I'm not a fan of Hitler at all. But what I will say is this. That book, The Bad War, is a more accurate depiction of what happened. That's why it was banned on Amazon. But you can get it for free as a PDF and read it. And what we have to understand, see, my whole thing with Hitler was this. Hitler was put into place by the Rothschild Rockefeller banking industrial complex. Our bombers were told not to bomb the Rockefeller refineries in Germany. Just thought I'd give you that heads up. They were told certain targets they could not hit that were owned by the Rockefeller Rothschild interests in Germany during World War II. Hitler was put in a position of power because they were trying to push massive persecution against the Jews to force them to go into Palestine and create this country of Israel in order to create a third temple to bring out the Antichrist. Yes, it's that, it's that, it's that messed up that they were doing all of this, and that was one of the primary goals. And so what ended up happening is Hitler got off the chain in 1938 and decided to print debt-free currency, which just absolutely made them all go nuts. Remember, he was Time Magazine Man of the Year because he was bringing Germany back from the doldrums of the doggone economic depression caused by the Versailles Treaty. And what ended up happening is he saw that what was going on from a, how should I say, Satanistic standpoint with this Kabbalist group that was running Germany. He said, you know what? We're going to do debt-free currency now. And they went nuts. So Hitler fought World War II without any debt because he didn't have to borrow any money because he printed his own currency. Just a newsflash for you guys from a little history lesson here. And then what ended up Hitler started doing is – and the craziest part was this. In 1939, when Hitler went into Poland, so did the Soviet Union. They took half of Poland. But because the Soviet Union was being controlled by the Rothschild banking cartel, which was also controlling England, when the Soviet Union went in with Germany and invaded Poland, and Germany took back their portion of Poland that was taken away from them with the Versailles Treaty, and Russia took the rest of it, England declared war on Germany and not on Russia because they basically had the same banking cartel running both of them. That's the real sight picture that you guys got to look at what that happened with that in 1939. So what ended up happening is Hitler just went nuts and started deciding he was going to take over the world because he could print debt-free currency, spread his personnel out too long, too far apart. He's got to get himself cooked on methamphetamines, started cooking his brain, started making really stupid decisions. You know, and, and basically should have just taken back the land that was taken from him during the Versailles Treaty and stopped. That's all he should have done. If he's going to do a war, do a war for just that particular purpose. I'm not saying that any of it's justified. I'm saying that's what he should have done. But he didn't do that. He decided to take over all of Europe. So then it took the entire planet coming against him and Japan to pretty much wipe out Europe and wipe out Germany. And Germany has been continually held under, how should I say, a military force since World War II because of that. And of course, Hitler, 
oh, this is he was he was given escape. He escaped, and Hitler was and the, the advanced weapons, including the nuclear weapons, according to Jim Mars, who wrote the book The Fourth Reich, which everybody needs to read. That's a great book, by the way. He says Mars says in the book that the nuclear bombs that we dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki were German. They were seized after the war. That's what Mars says. And there was no reason that Germany should have lost the war. Hitler basically negotiated his release to go to Argentina and live his life out down there. That's, that's what happened. They basically let him go because he could of the advanced technology he gave. And then to, and to his eternal shame, he had the Hitler youth, the little 10 and 12-year-old boys and girls, come out and fight in the trenches and die in Berlin when it was a lost cause and be massacred. Oh, yeah. And then the Nazis didn't even realize how bad it was going to be with the Russians because the Russians were the hardcore communists. And if you read the papers from Patton, you can figure that one out really, really fast. And they would come into Germany and rape all the women. So they did. And if the woman was pregnant or she was nursing, they would cut her nipples off her breast so the children would starve to death. That's what the doggone Soviets did to the Germans after the war. Yeah, that, that's what happened over there. And they were all Rothschild controlled. So, you know, Hitler went into complete and total shame because of what he did. And then the concentration camps and the people that died in the camps, which were also Christians, by the way. It, just, it wasn't just Jews. It was gypsies and Jews and Christians or anybody who opposed the Third Reich. And then he sent the children to die. There's no excuse for any of this. No excuse for any of this. Horrible, horrible mess is what it was. But the reality was. Was it really wrong to train the children to be nationalistic like the Boy Scouts of America? The answer is no. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not saying that the Boy Scouts was the Hitler Youth. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that we have to have a nationalistic organization to teach Americans pride in the country, to teach Americans that, you know, it's okay to be an American. It's okay to, like I mentioned earlier, to pledge allegiance to the flag. It's okay for God and for country. It's okay. See, they had to come in and destroy it. Remember what they did back in the 60s? You guys listened to the show for a long time. You know, I covered this a while back. They'd use subliminal advertising, subliminal marketing in the flag. They'd actually play the, the, the national anthem at the end of every evening's broadcasts, and they would actually play the national anthem, and they would have words across the bottom of the screen, and they'd put subliminal words in there like trust and obey the government. Subliminal. They actually put these in because they were controlling the groupthink and the mindthink because they learned how to do that through Bernays and through Freud and through all the crazy stuff they were involved in. So they got busted for it. So we lost the country. When the Frankfurt School came in, the same communists that took over the Soviet Union, the same communists that took those women and cut their nipples off, the same communists that starved all those children to death, the same people that basically bombed Dresden and killed up to half a million in one night of women and children and old men in February of 45 when the war was already over as a blood sacrifice to Lucifer because Winston Churchill was a druid. Look it up. Druid. Winston Churchill was a druid, in case you think I misspoke. He was a Satanist. Also a 33-degree Mason. So was Stalin, was a 33-degree Mason. So was Truman. All Masonic leaders. All dedicated to their, their, their snake god, a bunch of sickos. These guys at the highest level of the Masonic orders are just all Kabbalists is all they are. And see, this is the group that runs the planet. you got to see it. So are we saying that the Boy Scouts of America are bad? No. Have they been infiltrated now by a bunch of pedophiles and weirdos? Yeah, they have. And that's why the Boy Scouts of America, basically because of the land they own and because of the Boy Scout centers they have all over the country, 
they have the ability now to be sued to get tens of hundreds of millions of dollars from them in order to pay the people the compensation for being raped while they were in the Boy Scouts. But do we need another group like the Boy Scouts that's clean, that's teaching nationalism to the country? Yes. And that should be done to the churches, shouldn't it? Like, you know, some of the churches have a thing called Royal Rangers, in which they teach the children godly principles. That's what we need. We need to go back to the churches. It always goes back to the churches, doesn't it? It does every time on this show with me. The pastors and the pulpit have to take a stand because they're the last group left with the 65% that still believe in God and Jesus in the United States. We can have a revival, guys. We have a tipping point. They know that. That's why they're so scared of us because they know that, sure, 35% of us have walked away, but 65% of us are still here. All they need is 10% for a tipping point, and we can change it. We need a revival for Jesus. Back to the United States. We need to clean this group of people out of Congress, get them out, be done with these weirdo, sicko, dual citizens that are there and all the perverts. I don't care if they're Republicans or Democrats or independents. If they're a weirdo, they need to go away. We need to do that. And we need to rely on Jesus Christ, for he is the great I am, and he is the perfecter, and he is the deliverer, and he is the one who basically has rewritten the entire history of the planet for us to deliver us from the evil one. And that's why for the past 2,000 years, we've had this. It's like I said earlier this week. They don't want a new world order. They want the old world order back under Baal and Moloch and Lucifer out in the open. That's what they want. Austin, what do you think, bud? What's your next story? Well, you pretty much nailed it on the head with that. You're exactly right. It's, it's really not a new world order. It's what they've already had before. It's very well said. And, you know, the, the way it all starts back is at the home. You've heard me say it hundreds of times on the show over the years. We have to start raising little Americans or we have to keep raising little Americans. These groups are incredible. Some of the ones dad mentioned as far as the churches and the Christian background. And they're great outlets for these kids. And we really need to support a lot of those groups that are still active and doing stuff. But it all starts at home. That's the most effective place to do this. And monitoring and you know understanding and teaching your children the way they should go from the very beginning. And teaching them that boys are supposed to be boys. And girls, well, they're supposed to be girls. I mean, that's why I got Hunter in jiu-jitsu now. So, so, I mean, you got to know how to fight. A man's got to know how to fight. I mean, it, it's a very sad place for a man to have a family and not be able to defend them. And I know there's certain things happen out of your control sometimes. I'm not, if things have happened to you or in the past, I'm not, I'm not trying to criticize anybody. But what I'm saying is there's no reason for us to be raising little pansies. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. This country wasn't built like that. And this is what we're starting to do now. It's exactly what Dad said. We went out for my birthday to go to lunch, and that girl – well, if, if he wanted to wear pastel and pink, if, that, if that's what he wanted, he wants to be a girl, you know, it's basically fine. And I looked at the same thing. I looked at it, I started chuckling. And I, I literally just turned around and walked off. I was like, I'm hungry. It's my birthday. I'm not going there today. Not going to do it. I get enough fights all the time. I'm not going to do it right now. I'm not in the mood to deal with this moron. And so I just walked off. And it, he was, it was funny, though, because he, he nailed it on the head. He nailed it on the head. And this is what happens. Listen to me. This is what happens. When you allow a communist government and a communist school board to train your children from five years to adulthood. That's right. That 
That is your outcome right there. Textbook example, brainwashed idiot. Useless individual in most cases. Now, does God still love her? Is she made in God's image? Absolutely. Is she effective in society at actually bringing about anything positive? More than likely, no. Could she go and do something positive? Absolutely, she has that potential. But the problem with it is once these people from a young age, once these kids, they get brainwashed, it's very, very difficult to unwind what's been done to them from an indoctrination standpoint. And, my friends, it goes the same way. If you raise a little American boy or girl, if you train them up in the biblical principles and morals and ethics and the way of life and understanding how the world works and understanding how to defend themselves and their family, if you raise them that way, it's very difficult to undo that as well once they're older it's so important at a young age to raise little Americans. And I, I, I can't – I cannot stress that any further right now because it has been embarrassing to me to see a lot of people I know, some of them close friends, some of them acquaintances, to see some of the people I know and the way they raise their kids. Just no no spanking, no discipline, no, no nothing, just free-for-all everywhere, no church, no nothing. And I'm like – you know, they probably need to be in church some. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably, you know, you may need to spank them. Well, we don't, we don't believe in spanking. We don't believe in spanking. Is that, is that why your child's running around throwing soccer balls at the window, breaking them, while you tell them, hey, don't do that 50 times and he ignores you? He's five years old. Yeah. Tell me how that's going to work out when he's 16. Just, I'll just give you a glimpse. It's going to go horribly bad. I know 15, 16, 17-year-old kids, the majority of them are all brats. I was a punk. I was a brat. Most of them I know when you're that age, you're trying to figure out where you are in life. It's a difficult point in time. So you have to have that backing. You have to have that stability or that upbringing to be able to charter you through that. Once you get through it, you come back to what you need to do. And that's the problem when you allow communism to infiltrate the school systems as we've seen now. Once they come in that phase, once they get in that phase, they don't come back out of it. This is why you see these people that run around and go, oh, capitalism doesn't work. Capitalism doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's horrible. No, capitalism is not somebody has more money than you and you're mad about it, so it doesn't work. It's the fact that you've chosen not to do certain things and you've made certain decisions, certain risks. Certain doors, certain things need to be done. Now, do I think we have a completely and totally corrupted bank system now? Absolutely. The Federal Reserve ruined that. Speaking of the Federal Reserve, Federal Reserve of Minneapolis, I saw this yesterday now. You guys wonder, you guys just get a glimpse of what is going to happen in the future? Well, the Federal Reserve is generally a great indicator of that. Federal Reserve in Minneapolis announced that all of its employees by the end of August must be fully injected. With a gene editing COVID 19 shot, or they will be fired. According to the press release published by the bank and its president, the new policy will make vaccination status a condition of continued employment, and unvaccinated potential hires will be rejected. There you go, guys. Gene therapy. It's like that said earlier. This, the gene therapy is very strange stuff. And the problem is, it hasn't been around for a very long time. They've been working on it for a while. 
This isn't something that's been developed and experimented on in a huge populace for the last 40, 50, 60 years. Where This is the beginning phase of that large experiment. That's what I said. Now they want to go in the UK. Monthly injections. Monthly injections. Look at the, the ROI of these guys. How much money they are bringing in with these shots. Tens of billions of dollars a year for each manufacturer, vaccine manufacturer, just for this one shot. And it's rare that a vaccine manufacturer only makes one shot, one type of shot. This, this is a cash cow. It's a gold rush. That's why they're pushing us so hard. They're all in it together. What's interesting enough about it, we've seen now the push to basically shoot up all the pilots. Now we're starting to have a lot of pilots that are getting sick for this repeatedly now. It's interesting. Yesterday was Ruben's birthday, by the way. If you guys call us up today, talk to him, wish him belated happy birthday. And he went to the airport to pick up his family. Flight was supposed to come in, I think, at 9 o'clock. I talked to him this morning. He goes, yeah, I picked him up at 2. I said, 2? He goes, yeah, 2 a.m. The flight got delayed. Flight got delayed? Five hours? I said, yeah. He goes, everything's delayed. And I said, you know, I've been hearing that a lot lately. And I just saw another article. I just saw another article pop up this morning. Massive flight delays and cancellations prompt finger pointing. <laughs> and it says airlines are racking up an unprecedented number of delays and flight cancellations. Even after Congress just gave the industry another $54 billion. This is the first week in July. JetBlue delayed 51% of its flights. Southwest Airlines, 39%. American Airlines, 34%. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. And what I've basically been told now, and this is interesting. Because you know, you, once you're 65, you're pretty much a commercial flight pilot. You, you, you're pretty much career's over at 65. That's that's it. Because you, they you had they have to maintain certain parameters and restrictions with the FAA. And what's interesting about this is, and that'll confirm this. You know, when somebody goes to get their commercial license, it's not like you just go in like, hey, take a test real quick, jump in a simulator, you're certified, go fly a plane. There is thousands upon thousands of hours of studying, of tests, of flights, of seat time to get to that position. And what's happened is now a lot of these pilots, they told – they said it, Blayton, you guys retire early with COVID last year. We're going to furlough you like American Airlines did. We're going to tell you to retire early. And the interesting thing about it, and it popped back up in my head today, you know, and I, I made a joke out of her. I laughed hysterically on the show, if you guys recall, two years ago. When the bumbling moron, AOC, Cortez, came out and said, we're not going to have any more flights. Everything is going to go basically by train, and we're eventually going to go to fully electric-controlled vehicles. And Essentially, you don't need to be traveling unless it's essential travel. That's what she said. That's paraphrasing it. And we all laughed. I said, dude, you're a moron. We're, talking, we're not going to fly anymore. It's like the backbone of travel of the world globally, flying. No, she goes, no, no flying. We're going to build high-speed railways, take people places. They can go where we tell them to go. And I laughed. Dad laughed. My friends laughed. We all laughed at her. I said, golly, Cortez is running her mouth again. 
And I thought about it last year when they shut the whole global flight system down. And now we're watching essentially a slow collapse of the airline system, all the way from being forced to wear masks to finding people for not wearing masks to grounding flights because people won't wear masks to delaying flights all across the country every single day because they're literally running out of pilots. And I thought to myself, wow, this whole COVID scamdemic last year has been so multi-tiered, it's almost mind-boggling to see what they've done now. And here you have it now. The entire aspect of being able to travel freely, globally, unmolested on your way, has ceased to exist, unless you know you want to spend an exorbitant amount of money flying a private jet. You know, I mean, you can do that, too. There's a lot of people still do that. I mean, that's, that's cool. A lot of money, though. It's, it's not very financially feasible for most people. And so for the vast majority of the people... Flying globally is no longer even anything just conducive anymore. I mean, his Rubens family came out, I think, from Tennessee. Tennessee to Florida. Delayed five hours. I mean, my goodness, delayed much more. You could just drive down. I mean, come on. That's that's where we're at now. So I, I find it interesting. So, you know, Dad, what what do you think is going to happen with this, with these retired pilots, with the stuff going on with the COVID jab? Do you think this is going to be a slow decay of the entire flight industry? What do you think? No, it's worse than that, Austin. It's not slow anything. It's already happened. I mean, we, American Airlines laid off 1,600 pilots. A lot of them were forced into retirement. A lot of them basically were just fired. A lot of them have gone private. And the sale of private jets and private planes is through the roof. It's like used cars. I mean, everybody's had enough. If a person's got just a few million dollar net worth, which is there's a lot of people like that, you know, they're buying really nice aircraft now and they're hiring these pilots for anywhere from 100 to 150,000 a year just to be on standby for them and just let them just fly whenever they want their private planes. It's happening everywhere. And you're right. For a commercial pilot to get onto with the airlines, they, they usually the, the, the airlines requires a minimum of a thousand hours of flight time. And pretty much the only people that could get into the airline now is what they call certified flight instructors. Those people that spend a lot of seat time, why is that? Because flying an airplane is expensive. Let's say you get a plane that you have to rent it out at $300 an hour to fly it, plus your fuel. Let's say you have to have 1,000 hours. I mean, that's $300,000 in just airtime and fuel time that you need to get 1,000 hours, and people can't afford to do that. That's why the majority of the pilots now are young pilots that are certified flight instructors that are going into the airlines because the old ones are either flying private or fully retired or found another career choice or career path. You know, the 1,600 pilots, you don't replace those overnight. See, back in the 60s and the 70s with the Vietnam War, with the baby boomers, we had a lot of pilots coming out of the military. And they would say that it would cost millions of dollars of money to train a pilot because they're flying these really expensive jets that burn a lot of fuel. And that's what you run into. And that's why a lot of pilots basically, you know, are now being injected with the kill shot to reduce the amount of pilots that are available to fly. Pretty soon they're going to have to pay the pilots more and more and more money to find good pilots, which means the prices of the tickets are going to go higher and higher and higher. And pretty soon it's like Cortez said when we laughed at her a couple of years ago, they're going to destroy jet aviation and the ability to freely travel unmolested on your way. I mean, they're going to do it. They want to do it. I mean, that's like one of their stated goals because of the pollution part of the whole thing. Remember what Klaus Schwab said? You know, a few years ago, Klaus Schwab, he says, nationalism is a threat to the Great Reset. What? What? Yeah. Did he, did he say nationalism is a threat to the Great Reset in a really bad accent that I just did? Yep, that's what he said. He goes, he goes, it's crazy. He says, fragmented global architecture is not fit anymore for the purpose of the 21st century Schwab and parts. It's time for the Great Reset. 
change is not happening. We have a choice to stay passive and seize the negative trends that are reveling in inequality and polarization and nationalism and racism. You know, this guy's a nightmare. He's like the doggone Bond villain, like Dr. No or something. I mean, these are just, well, I'm not going to say that. So he just needs to go away. But he says that people shouldn't be proud of their country anymore because it undermines the global society framework. That's Klaus Schwab. I mean, another, another Kabbalist. Nazi wannabe. I mean, gosh, the guy makes you want to just walk out back and hurl, you know, gag me with a whole place setting. Blech. What is wrong with these people? And why do people follow them? Well, you, you know, the global economic reset is being done by the international banking cartels through the Kabbalists. That's why they're following him, because he controls the central banks all over the world. Remember when Linda Forrester Rothschild, and we were the only, one of the only shows that reported on it a few weeks ago. She got the 100 CEOs and CFOs on the telephone at the same time to boycott Georgia. How do you get, do a conference call with CEOs of Fortune 500 corporations like that? Take 25% of all the Fortune 500 corporations and put them on the telephone at the same time? Do you realize the power you have to have to do that? Some of these guys are making 20, 30, 40, 100 million dollars a year as CEOs. And you say, I want you on the phone at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Do you understand? Yes, I'm kind of like when you get a president of the United States getting on his hands and knees to a other dignitary of another country. Let me ask you a question. Who rules you? You're going to grovel on your knees, on your hands, and get down as almost an 80-year-old wannabe weirdo senile bleh, and get on your knees and and ask for some type of penance from this world ruler leader find out who you can't criticize you'll find out who rules you gosh we've said that a thousand times on the show by the way there's a really good article that was written by brandon smith biden's vaccine strike force plan stinks of desperation if there is one liberty Minded people. If there's one rule liberty-minded people need to remember, it is that the establishment does not like losing control of the narrative. Well said, Brandon. And when they do, noticeably weird things start to happen. For example, it is becoming painfully obvious that the narrative on the experimental kill shot has slipped right through the fingers of Biden administration. And the consequence, they are now in a scramble to get millions of vaccines injected into as many skeptical arms as possible for the public organizers for a full pushback against the kill shot. I'm adding a few things in here. Seems to be they're kind of in a panic as far as the Biden administration because the global rulers that are telling them what to do are probably pretty aggravated with these guys that have only got a 47% kill shot rate. This became even more evidence since January when various government entities and the media began to openly complain about the number of vaccine doses that were being thrown into the garbage because of expiration. Why were the vaccines expiring before use? Well, because they have to be kept at 200 degrees below zero. Num- almost said a bad word. Numbskull. Yeah, that's why. I mean, it's, it's hard to process this stuff when it's has to be. Oh, it's so reactive to your body. It's got to be kept in this unbelievable frozen state. So when it gets into you, it can start reacting so it won't expire. Yeah. All the graphene oxide and metallic stuff and the transmitters and the things that are supposed to change your DNA have to be kept frozen. Media spin suggested these vaccines were through and thrown away because of government mismanagement. But in the meantime, Biden has shipped over 500 million COVID vaccine doses overseas in June. Who's paying for all this, by the way? 
Oh, that'd be me and you. That's right. And the same time claiming the U.S. on track to meet its 70 percent vaccination goal for July the 4th. You know, poop on you, bud. I'm sick of you and your crap that you come up with your mouth that you can't. All you do is reading a script. You're too, you're too senile to say anything. By the way, this is never going to happen by July the 4th, which because it's already passed. Now, the Biden administration now claims that the U.S. population is 67 percent vaccinated. That's a complete and total lie. You know, that's it's crazy. It's not, it's not true. They're lying. While claiming an overall vaccinated of 67 percent, which is a lie, the CDC stats indicate a maximum of around 184 million Americans with at least one dose. Then they indicate 160 million with a double dose. Yet according to the Mayo Clinic data map, only four states have a vaccination rate of 67 percent or more. And all in the Northeast, even California and New York are well under 67 percent. And the vast majority of the states are sitting around 50 percent or less. So they're lying to you. Why are they lying? Because they're telling you when you basically get a vaccine that you are part of the narrative now and that you're part of the group that wants to keep the country strong. So we're going to say it's 95 percent now that's been vaccinated. Are you one of the five percenters? Shame you into taking the kill shot. No, it's nonsense. Complete and total nonsense. Guys, have an absolutely great weekend. I'm scheduled to be on Hagman tonight. I'm looking forward to doing another show with Doug. Austin did a great show with Doug yesterday on our broadcast. I love you guys. I prayed for you this morning. I had a really good prayer this morning. I really did. Been a good week. A good week of shows. Josh texted me this morning. He said he had to drive all night to get back up to Maryland to do some stuff for the family. And he lives in Tennessee or North Carolina now. And he goes, man, I binged on the Ted and Austin Brower show. It was like taking a caffeine hit all night. Kept me awake all night listening to the shows. So (laughs) many of you put so many positive comments on the Apple podcast. Thank you for doing that. Giving us five-star ratings. I love you guys. And thank you for supporting Health Masters. When you guys do it, it makes this show possible. And that's why we don't put commercials on the show, by the way. Yeah, we notice that. We don't put commercials on the show. I love you. My privilege to pray for you today. And remember, Jesus, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever because he is omnipresent and he is the great I am. Austin, finish it up and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. No commercials for y'all. No commercials for me. I absolutely hate commercials. I hate, com- I hate commercials so much I don't even have cable television. I have no TV whatsoever as far as cable. Zero. Done. Shut it off years ago because I found pretty much all the shows on there were either propaganda and or filled with about 20 to 35 minutes of commercials per hour show. And you know what the vast majority of those commercials were? Pharmaceutical drug commercials. Got sick of it. I've always grown up muting the commercials. Every time commercials on, mute, mute. Learned that when I was a kid, and I hated it. I don't. I don't. I didn't like the sound. I didn't like the background noise. Just babbling. It's irritating to me. The commercials are horrific. Now I get it. Some companies need them. Some shows got to have them. Some people got sponsors. I get that. I fully understand that. But not me. Not us. Health Masters supports this show and funds all of it. So thank you for supporting Health Masters, and thank you. If what country you're in, it doesn't matter if you're in Australia. If you're in France, France right now, they're flipping out. I told you guys yesterday because they pretty much said now to do anything, you have to have a COVID pass. I mean, planes, trains, homes, hospitals, doesn't matter. Wherever you're at, continue to fight. 
And I understand a lot of those places I got, you know, I got, I've gotten emails and texts and comments from people and they say, dude, you don't know what it's like down here. And you're right. I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like to live in a tyrannical Australia or France right now. Blessed to live in America and, and happen to live in Florida. Now, I know in the United States, there's pretty much no excuse here because we do have a constitution still. And I've supported, significantly supported a lot of groups that I know of that have been fighting this tooth and nail, especially in horrific communist controlled states like California, like New Jersey, like New York. Horrific. Remember, you always have an option. That's why right now the housing market in Florida is literally stupid. There are people from out of state are buying houses sight unseen and not even occupying them. So my good buddy does interior work the other day. Came over. So dude, people buying houses out of state. Just dude, we're not going to be there for a year or two. Just decorate the house. Here's here's money. Decorate it. We'll be down sometime. Just buying it. Because people are wanting to get out of these states. Fortunately, the problem is Florida's only so big. <laughs> we got one way in and one way out. So thank you again for the support of Health Masters. Continue to get the truth out there, my friends. It is crucial we continue to do that. The new normal Covidian cult individuals, not going to be able to get in an argument with them. They're not going to win anything with them. Don't even bother. But the people that can really still stand up and really need the support, tell them you support them. Show them you support them. Stand there with them. Have a great, safe, blessed night. Talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>